You told me there was more to life than just getting by If you want your dreams, the only limit is the sky If you use your head, then you won't have to break your back You told me how to drink my coffee black Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 159 of Justified Pursuit. Riding shotgun as always, the good counselor Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today? Um, Man, I'm crushing it. Crushing it at life, uh, at home, at work. It's raining in the hill country. The creek behind my house is starting to move. Everything's great. Got my... Got my... Good, Good. Yeshua shirt on today, which uh, is Hebrew for repping the Lord yeah. Jesus. I'm aware. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What What is the difference between Yahweh and Yeshua, though? Yahweh is Father God, okay, the Creator, and then Yeshua is the Messiah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. It's been raining a lot here too. Um, see, last week I checked out Thursday morning and went hunting for four days. Awesome. My buddies from Missouri came down, and uh, we do this annual pig and duck hunt at a uh, longtime friend of mine, my outfitter buddy that I met. He was a senior in high school, and I was a senior at North Texas. You know, uh, like seventh year senior had a very illustrious undergraduate career. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then we, we were looking at teal decoys at Academy and we just started duck hunting together. A very, uh, odd pair, I would say, as I was about 10 years older than him probably. But, uh, we've you just met a dude. Since. You just met a dude at the sporting goods store and started yeah. hunting together. He was about, you're so good at I'm that. About 10 years older than him. I'm, I'm say if he, he was a senior in high school and I was probably 24, I was probably eight years older than him. But yeah, we were like looking at teal decoys. The next thing you know, we were hunting on Lake Ray Roberts together. And uh, he's and now and, and now you're on a government surveillance list because you were buying guns and ammo. We should make sure that's on the run sheet if it's not already. Mm. And what about Bibles? Right. Uh-huh. I guess that means you've got it down. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, we became fast friends and he went off to tech and then I would go up there and we would hunt. He wasn't drinking beer and chasing girls. He was knocking on landowners' doors asking for hunting rights. And so we would hunt crane and pheasant and geese. And oh, it was awesome. And then he graduated and started his own outfitting business. And so anyway, we had a good time. The only sucky thing was all the ponds were frozen. So we couldn't duck hunt. I mean, they're frozen solid. So I actually went to my lease one morning, had one pond that uh, had enough open water to hunt. But the guys from Missouri didn't bring their waders. And so I was like, well, see you later. And the dog and I went by ourselves. <laughs> shot a limited ducks. They were a little jealous about that. But, dude, they shot uh, 10 pigs weighing in at about 1,900 pounds of pork. Man. And they don't treat them like Texans. I know you clean some. I'll clean one or two a year. But if I shoot 30 pigs in a year, most of them get left for the buzzards. And I get a pat on the back from the farmer. Yeah, they make awesome uh, pineapple Hawaiian style sausage out of them, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the guys. Yeah. Are we are we good for turkey season? Even though yeah. at the moment I we got don't have a turkey goose hunt. pastrami. They brought uh, Ooh, one of them makes it. this bacon jam, 
It's got onions, bacon, and something sweet in it, and you can put it on toast. I just eat it out of the jar. You know what you need to do with that, dude, is put it, on, put it on one of those duck breasts like we had the other day and mm. grill that sucker with that uh, the jam on it. Oh, yeah. I'll so we yeah. always well, – the hunting's always great, and then we eat like wild game kings, and some of the things we tried this time – what's the – is that the guys feet? that you ate the uh, bobcat? Was it a bobcat? Yeah, we ate a bobcat. We ate pig fetuses. We've eaten, uh, yeah, dude. It's like a delicacy in South. America. I know. Like, it just it's so creepy. Okay. It's we, not. I the, shouldn't care. It's no different than eating the rest of the animal. But it just like there's something I don't ever like. Different when than eating an egg. Uh, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Uh, but I will tell you, bobcat worst thing I've ever eaten. The the pig fetuses. They weren't that great because we couldn't get them crispy enough. They were so gelatinous that we just, no matter how much we cooked them, they weren't they weren't good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, duck yeah. tongues we've eaten. We oh, Greg slow braised a wild boar head, smoked it for a couple hours, and then uh, I don't know what, how he finished it. He wrapped it in foil, made tacos. Oh my god, dude, it was so really? good. Uh huh. And then I brought a moose shoulder out of a moose shoulder roast. I went back in time and I think I shot that moose in 2017. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So the question is, how long will venison keep? Oh, that, that was perfectly fine. Yeah. Not, no freezer burn whatsoever. Oh, if it's properly packaged, it'll last. I mean, it's certainly still edible for a long mm -hmm. time. I feel like a lot of the flavor tends to just, it's not as flavorable, flavor, uh, flavorful, uh -huh. but it's not like it, as long as it's well packaged, it's not going to go bad. Yeah. Well, it was fine. And I told him, I was like, so this is like uh, probably an 11-year-old moose because he was alive for five years and then he's been in the freezer for at least six. So uh, yep, and Then we my... ate, uh, with some of that goose pastrami they brought down, we, ma we made Rubens. Oh, those were good. Uh, sauerkraut. My sandwich eating Island. days, I sure did like a Reuben. Mm -hmm. uh, then, That's what so I, I made tacos with the moose. What else did we do? Uh, oh, beaver stew. That was the new thing that we had never done before. Beaver stew, like a where did beavers come from? Uh, one of the guys shot it in Missouri, and it Man. was delicious. Really? Like, oh, very mild. <laughs> like after having the flavor of a bobcat in your mouth, you, like I was expecting. You know, that's the one that stuck with me, and I love pushing the envelope. You know that, but I was expecting not good with the beaver. I mean, it's a rodent. I was like, man, this is very mild, uh, delicious flavor profile it was a hit i'd eat it again uh insert joke there beaver eater <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost almost shot right past me thanks for catching it and uh, uh, i'm the funny one i don't know one of our listeners said you were funny and i was like no you've got it all wrong He's you're so offended by that one. it makes me so happy thank you ben uh, he's on my ben, team yeah he's like, hey, listener, ben. So funny. i was like ben do you you listen to the same show? But he doesn't have a sense of humor at all. You literally made my year new listener, Ben, uh, when I learned whatever it was 10 days ago or two weeks ago that you said I was funny. And it really upset Cable. He's not over it, clearly. He's still talking about it. Uh, I mean, I thought it was funny I'm, that he thought you were funny. I, what a weird sense of humor Ben has, I guess. If I, Sorry, What did you say? <laughs> I have the... You said something I said like... you I have, have a personality, personality like a dead moth. Dead moth. Uh-huh funny that you would remain friends with a guy for 
quarter century who you find to be as you know having having the personality of a dead moth uh-huh. just because you're like overtly funny and trying to always press the envelope doesn't mean my dry subtlety isn't appreciated by that's what makes the show work there's a there, right. it's uh yin and yang yeah um but yeah it was uh, a good time and those boys they they do they bring like eight or ten massive coolers and load it all up with pork and take it home and spend the next you know long four weeks processing yeah. it <laughs> so thank you sean jeff eric mike good times as always greg for for hosting us did they blend any like store-bought pork or anything or some kind of fat into that uh sausage uh, that we've eaten on those hunts they'll use fat i don't know if it's right it's not just straight wild pork right because it pork I mean, or, it wasn't yeah i don't know i have to ask sean he might they might they might not it may be that the pineapple in it is enough to moisten it up some it's mm-hmm. freaking good i can tell you that much. well i got some more so good find us a place um, to turkey hunting here's what I, where i wanted to go who's who's the most important man in sports this week probably in game doesn't matter to you because you're not going to watch the super bowl anyway but for the rest of america the answer is lamar jackson so we don't have to see that stupid let me be well let's just call her slut she's dated all of the celebrities but that stupid slut taylor swift i do not want to see her on super bowl sunday please lamar and lamar we trust you can do this for us do not let the chiefs win the afc championship i do not want my super bowl to be just one shot of Taylor Swift after another. Am I correct that L- L- that Lamar Jackson is one of those uh, giving all glory to God guys? Mm, I, feel like I don't I'm... get that. I don't think no. C.J. Stroud. Yeah, no. The rookie. He's yeah. my fave. Uh, mm. um, yeah, I won't be watching any more football. I very barely watched any anyway. But um, I understand the sentiment, and I'm. It's funny how you can be like not a fan of something yet. I mean, I, I still like the game. Not paying attention directly to the games and yet be fully aware that somehow Taylor Swift has become the NFL. Here's the interesting thing, though. Like, I had no ill will towards the Chiefs. Like, I kind of liked Patrick. I liked the Chiefs. Right. I've always liked the Chiefs, and I really liked them once they got Mahomes. Like, there's something always, I've always kind of dug the Chiefs, especially once I learned about their Texas roots and all that stuff. But, and, and yeah, Mahomes, I think, is great as a person. He seems to be great as a player. He's a phenom. Um, but yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey is man. Ooh, it, it's yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I, yeah. uh, here's a controversial take. What no do you think great. about the white guy with the shaved head and earrings? I don't. I mean, I mean I'm automatic. I'm automatically skeptical of that person. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I care far less about that than I do about his two things at once take the damn Pfizer jab even yeah. though we all know it doesn't work and it's probably going to end up killing you at best it's going to give you COVID for the rest of your life like what mm-hmm. yeah. so here's the meme of the that's week, the worst the like the Taylor thing of course you know the speculation is among conspiracy types like me that that the Taylor thing and the Pfizer thing are really the same thing right mm. like it's all just they're not that that's not a legitimate relationship they're not going to get married and live happy happily ever after. There's no way in hell. It's no, a she's never happy. It's a celebrity relationship. Right. She goes from we're, 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 right, but 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 celebrities do this kind of thing all the time, right? It's a quote unquote marriage of convenience. They're not married, but you know, it's good for like the Barack NFL. And Big Mike, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with maybe one or two fewer specific complications. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
but yeah, so Taylor. Well, maybe that's not Mr. complications because apparently Barack likes it that way. They've they've soiled me on the Chiefs, so I hope they get destroyed. Th- come on, Lamar. It's time for the meme of the week, brought to you by Pfizer. We haven't had a meme of the week in a while, but it was uh, after Kelsey scored the touchdown against the Bills. He sh- he put the heart up and showed Taylor Swift which organ myocarditis affects. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. What about the uh, possibility that the Detroit Lions could end up in the Super Bowl? Because didn't they almost beat San Francisco just a few weeks ago? Mm, did they beat? I don't him? know about that. No, they did not beat him. No. I think it was close. I think I it was like the... last second. I'm well, I'll tell you this. Different. I did look at because Henry was asking me, like, so Dad, tell me who the four teams are that are left. And he's like, which one's the best? And I said, well, the Ravens have the best record. And then we looked at their schedule. They beat Detroit thirty-eight to six. They destroyed San Francisco at San Francisco. They're the best team. I think you know. Just got to get past Mister Pfizer here, and I don't think that the NFC will put up much of a fight. I do know whichever Harbaugh runs the whichever Harbaugh runs the Ravens, mm-hmm. and I can't keep Jim and John straight. Somebody told me the other day John. that he pulled a Bible out and started reading it in a press conference the other day. Yes, Did you see that? That is true. Right. Yes. So I just realized I do have a rooting interest, and heck, I might even watch it. Good on you, John, John whichever mm-hmm. brother runs the Ravens, for straight, literally, physically pulling out and then reading scripture to all the pagan Satanists who are sticking microphones in your face. Well, I went ahead and pulled that audio for you, Chisholm. Uh, he quoted First Chronicles twenty nine eleven after his team dismantled the Houston Texans. It's a verse. Um, greatness, power, glory, victory, and honor belong to you. Because everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. You are the head and the ruler over everything. So there's an amazing spirit on this team. And I uh, just want to kind of give honor and glory where it's due. Yeah, so that's how he opened his press conference. Uh, definitely a leader of men right there. I'm on Team Baltimore, regardless of Lamar's specific beliefs. You don't know this guy because you don't play fantasy football and you didn't watch enough football for it to matter. But the Packers have this rookie tight end named Tucker Craft, And he said, uh, after they lost to the 49ers this weekend, if a youngster flips on the TV and watches me and decides that maybe someday they want to be just like me, I hope that their dream also brings them closer to our Lord and Savior. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on you, Tucker. He eases the pain of their destruction of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, that's happened Almost a beat lot. the 49ers, I, dude. I know. It was good. I, I they're going to be good for a while. Yeah. Jordan Love is... Yeah. Yeah. I don't like how they've just gone from elite quarterback to elite quarterback to elite yeah, quarterback. That is how you run a, that's how you run a franchise. I'm telling you. Yeah, for sure. For um sure. There is a movement. I, I think I've said it on the show. I've been talking about it in private life for sure that I I can see, feel there is a revival going on. There's a lot of different things that are causing it. I mean, what's causing it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is bleeding a revival. Thank you, Lord. Um, but right now, man, these these pro athletes, it's like, you know, you've always heard him say, I give all the glory to God, right? But when they start getting that level, like what they've been doing Lately, with C.J. Stroud and that guy that I sent you, what's his name? The Denver Nuggets. Oh, guard, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, darn it! What is? Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. For those who don't know, I guess he has his own podcast, or he was on some podcast. 
video, mm-hmm. you know, style podcast where he's interviewing a lady and the, the subject of the thing, like the, the, the caption or, you know, the title of the episode is like, you know, Michael Porter Jr. interviews former uh, human trafficking victim. Yeah. I don't know what all that meant. I assume she probably ended up in, in prostitution. I, I don't know the details because I didn't watch the whole thing. Some other thing I was listening to played the audio of him at the end of their interview saying, hey, you know, do you ever go to church? She's like, no, nah, I haven't been to church in a really long time. And he's like, would you want to go to church with me? And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll go to church. And he goes, do you mind if I pray for you? She was like, um, sure. Mm-hmm. And he just rips off this beautiful prayer where he's praying praying to God for freedom for this from this woman from her past and reminder for him from him that you know she is not who she was and it was never her in the to begin with and she you know she was a victim but it, it's not who she doesn't define who she is today and that she should leave it all at the cross and give it to Jesus I never would have expected that from really anybody in the NBA other than I guess Al Green mm-hmm. <laughs> right was that his name Al Green or AJ AJ no? Green the Iron Man yeah so there's two pro athlete AJ Greens receiver and AJ Green was Al Green was a was singer, R and B singer, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Whatever that music would be, I think he's like "Let's Stay Together" guy. No, that's Pan- not. he sings the panty dropping music, right? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Boy, we took a left turn there. Anyway, AC the Green. point is AC, AC Green. Green. There you go. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, the point is, these athletes, these coaches, um. Man, they're stepping up and 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 doing so boldly. Man, C.J. Stroud got they cut him off after their win. I think it was the game in the first round. Yeah, he's he'd been doing it every time they stick a microphone in his face. He starts preaching. You know, it's. I think they'll tolerate a guy who's like, I just give all the glory to God. But when yeah. they start saying, "My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ," you know. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, strengthens me. And I'm only here because of my faith in Jesus. Like when they start saying Jesus, they cut him off. It was sure ABC enough, NBC, or CBS or, it was, or NBC. It, it might've been NBC, CBS, yeah, NBC and ESPN do all the day, all the football, right? I thought it was NBC, but I don't know. Well, Fox does too. Whoever it was, he got to the part of his after game, you know, victory speech where he started giving all the glory to Jesus. And they were like, hook, cut, yeah. done. I saw that. I saw the unedited versus the edited, which the edited is the one that they played in all like the, the highlight reels and everything. Have you ever seen that video where there's the the dude? I don't remember his name. I want to think. I want to say he was like a linebacker or some other defender for the the Saints it was several years back. Some guy for the Saints starts going on a rant about faith and the need for a revival and the need for Jesus and praying for people to find Jesus Christ. And they literally, it's he was on one of the news channels and i don't even know what he was there to talk about but they had the whole split screen thing where the news anchor in the studio and then him in the saints press conference room right Mm. and he starts going on and on about jesus and it's clear he's not going to stop and they like cut to static and they're like oops we lost the feed sorry (laughs) of course sorry to to john from the saints or whatever the guy's name was Mm. for that i mean it was just so obvious they were we're gonna go to commercial see you later yeah Uh, i don't know this isn't a faith based clip but it was uh the bucks lost to the lions and their coach wasn't putting up with any dei stuff todd bowles two of the few black head coaches in the league i wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on steve wilkes joining that fold i have a very good relationship with tomlin uh we don't look at 
what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Oh, I knew I liked that guy. Yeah. Ever since he was at Dallas under Parcells, that dude's a stud. High five, Mr. Bulls. Coach yeah. Bulls. That was awesome. He's like, I'm not playing this game. And it's always white reporters that ask these idiotic race-baiting questions. Was they he the coach me- when Brady won the Super Bowl there the other day, the, a couple years ago? No, that was the old Cardinals coach. Okay, uh, right. Ball, this is Bulls' second year. Bruce Arians was the head coach then. I think he was on their staff, right? No, he was. Yeah, he yeah, got promoted. He was on their staff, and then he got promoted up to head coach. Good job on Todd Bowles. Let's stay with sports. And this, I do have to put a language, strong language disclaimer, but I'm going to play it unfiltered. Um, this is UFC former middleweight <laughs> champion Sean Strickland Ooh. also not playing the game. And, yeah, uh, and it's important that. because the subsequent clip I'm going to play from Dana White will tie it all together. Strong language disclaimer. I'm sorry if it offends you. I'll try to bleep out as much as I can. Are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh, man, you don't you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh, man. Well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, with you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone and, and has he shut down your fucking country and seize bank accounts you ask me some stupid shit like that go f- yourself move the f- on man yeah, that's really ask the question. 10 years ago to be trans was a what a mental f- illness and now all of a sudden people like you have f- weaseled your way in the world you are an infection you are the definition of weakness everything that is wrong with the world is because of f- you and the best thing is is the world's not buying it the world's not buying your f- bullshit your f- peddling the world is not saying you know what you're right chicks have dicks the world's not saying that world's saying no there are two genders i don't want my kids being taught about you know who they could in school i don't want my kids being taught about you know their sexual preference like dude this guy is a enemy Uh, you want to look at the enemy to our world it's that motherfucker right there okay so lots of f words but if you could get past that the underlying message Pretty much on point. Chisholm couldn't get past the language. <laughs> I, I, I love what the guy is doing. Um, you know what my dad, and I've told you this before, my dad always said someone that swears like that is just uneducated. And I don't think that, that I mean, he's uneducated. a cage fighter. I think he's not very eloquent. Like he He's a cage fighter. Correct. Right. Yeah. But I don't like, I don't, I don't like the educated part because I don't know if you, Interestingly, I, I I certainly respect and appreciate where your dad is coming from on it, but the reality is there are extraordinarily high rates of swearing among the higher educated classes. Like sure, lawyers aside from your dad, cuss like sailors by and large. Um, 
no, it's also a matter. It's a matter of it's a matter right? of discipline, right? It's a, it's right. a self control and discipline. One which I've been praying about person. every single day. Yes, again, like I'm not countering his point in the broad sense, and we all need to do better. Certainly, myself included. I've been cussing a lot this week about various things. All that being said, what do you expect when you're dealing with a guy with cauliflower ear who has opinions? Um, I'm glad he's on that wall. And it's interesting because, dude, that I've thing was sensing viral. it. Like it, everyone yeah. is seeing that. Every dude, but everybody. The was most important thing he said was that we are not buying it. We're not buying it. Yeah. It's so is the next the revival, clip the part I mean, where I'm not saying this guy is a believer, but it, I'm not saying he's not. But it's all tied together as part of the revival against the woke mob. Is the next part the next clip the one where Dana White um, points out that the fact that he lost a uh, decision. Uh, in Canada was BS because in Dana White's own pr opinion as the f the head of UFC, that dude whipped his opponent's ass, yet the Canadian uh, officials who refed the, the match gave it to the other guy? Mm -mm. No. Okay, did it you know that? I did not know. They ended up losing. So that was a pre-fight yeah, conference up in Canada from yes. UFC whatever number last weekend. 297. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it and was a championship bout. Duplessis. Right, and it was his first defense of his title that he'd won in the last fight, and it went to uh, however many rounds, is it five, whatever they fight, mm -hmm. uh, went to a decision, and all commentators from Joe Rogan to Dana White himself have said that that dude got robbed. Um, Sean, yeah. Yeah, Sean, whatever. Strickland. Um, Strickland, yeah, which, you know. For those who don't know about much about the fight game, boxing, UFC, or otherwise, right? There are like these sanctioning bodies, and they have these independent judges and quote unquote independent, even though they've been rigged since forever. Yeah, the Canadian authorities apparently did not like his rant because somehow <laughs> they saw something that didn't happen, which was the Duplessis guy winning the fight. Oh, I mean, also him ragging on Trudeau. Oh yeah. Right, that I mean, probably has much to do with it. Anyway. He, between the F words, he said a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was points. He made points. Yeah. Uh, here's here's Dana There's something White's else terrible happening is... in Canada. There's a news outlet called Rebel News uh -huh. that I actually heard on with Megan Kelly last weekend that is following a guy. I think I have it right here. A guy named something Cepeda. Um, I haven't heard I about this. So he's a 50-year-old man. An Brown. actual man? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Frank Zapeta, I want to say. Something Zapeta. Mm -hmm. um, a man, 50 years old, who is competing against 12 and 13-year-old girls in swimming at a public huh. natatorium that hosts swim meets that have age classes but no enforced age restrictions that apparently have gender classes but clearly are open to, quote, trans people. So this dude, supposedly, he pervert. calls himself like Heather Starlight or something like that. I wish I could remember mm -hmm. all the details. Yeah, so they tried to get into the natatorium and report on this, and the police told them they had to stay outside, and they informed the police, you know there's a 50-year-old man in there who's showering and changing with these children, these young girls in the shower, right? And they were basically blown off. This can't and, be real life. Dude, Megan Kelly let him report on it, man. She tends to play it pretty close to the Leah best. Leah Thomas at least was like the same 
age. At, I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. He has a dick and shouldn't have been showering with. Well, I mean, you know, it's the ultimate. Women. I mean, they've already been. There's people in the UK this for years already that are man, like. And these are 12 year old girls. You ever seen these silly, Jeez. fat, middle aged, tubby douchebags that put on diapers and want to be fed a bottle by their, 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 their like, their nanny? What? No. There's no I, rules, it, man. Nothing surprises me. Oh, no. goodness. But the, for the cops to just be in on it and. He pointed out that dude's violating the law. There's a law against being in him exposing himself to You're those children in a public place. Yeah. They're like, you can't be standing there, sir. This is a this is private ground. And he's like, I'm on the sidewalk. There's a law being broken in there. Not a. And apparently, Rebel News is like the, the Canadian government is literally out to get these guys. Oh, wow. This is what they claimed. <laughs> this is disturbing. Uh, very disturbing. Here's Dana White's response to that uh tirade i think there might be one bad word in here but uh you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with a ufc microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia transphobia like is there i don't give anybody a leash well i'm saying you a leash i'm st- like free speech when, control what people say gonna tell people what to believe gonna tell people i don't fucking tell any other human being what to say what to think and there's no leashes on any of them what is your question i was asking that question i'll move on though yeah good idea yeah that's ridiculous to say i give somebody a leash free speech brother people can say whatever they want and they can believe whatever they want they knew it. it was going to be the cage fighters <laughs> that were going to be the spear point of saving us from this marxist hell I love it, dude. Dude, and it's, I mean, it's, it's I say it's that, but Joe Rogan has been doing it for a decade now. It's all of them. I haven't seen the woke cage fighter get up there and like with a rainbow flag. Dude, right? Israel Adesanya is one of the most right. unwoke, awake dudes out there. Uh-huh. I mean, they're willing, eviscerates they're like this the ones BS. that are willing to take on sex trafficking of minors and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and bring up Jeffrey Epstein while they're supposed to be like. You know, while they're in the middle of the ring, having just knocked a dude unconscious, and they're like, "What's up with Epstein? Where's the list?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're badass. I love it. Uh, you know, who's- there may there may be some former MMA fighters making an appearance in my novel, uh, leading the resistance. Dude, I'm going to make a prediction right now. If finish chapter eight, this okay. revival continues, and say that we don't all get just completely oppressed, and the United States falls into some socialistic hellhole. Dude, some of these guys might have political careers ahead of them. If they want uh, they're It's really cool because they used to not make any money, right? But with uh-huh. the whole parallel economy thing and the you know, the MAGA movement, I mean, these guys one way or another, that dude's he's going to be fine. They're I'm he, so tired. His, his dinners that. will be paid for in red country for the rest of his life at a I'm bare so moment. tired of what you just said. MAGA and that's all the the talking heads and not just the news talking heads the other side like don't we just call them the left or democrats Dude, don't you hold on it's wait, always wait, wait, maga wait, wait, maga wait. maga 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 you know what i'm just a freaking republican maga has nothing to do with it my values didn't to, change right. because of maga so are you aware that trump is somewhat a student of like of like hypnosis and like the use of language to manipulate crowds. Like he's actually like pretty astute at that. Mm. 
right? He's they they say, oh, he's got he speaks at a fourth grade level. Yeah, but it's pretty damn effective, right? No, he's actually he's the things he says and his approaches are very deliberate. What does MAGA stand for? It stands for Make America Great Again, right? What do all the people who identify with MAGA want? want to make America, America to be great, great. Again. right? So when the left mocks them as MAGA, right? Deplorables clinging to their guns and religion, right? What are they mocking? They're mocking the very idea of American greatness in the first place, mm. let alone that it should be made great again. That's why, dude, I don't know if you've seen it, but just last week in Davos, Switzerland, the World Economic Forum, led by that freaking Bond Uber villain Klaus Schwab, met Klaus all the most Schwab. powerful, yeah, all the most powerful globalist psychopaths in the world met in Davos to talk about controlling the world. You know what their primary, you know what this they actually, is X. The, the theme of it was combating disinformation and misinformation. In other words, nobody's listening to us anymore and we have to fix it. So we have to, we have to Ursula. stop, even Ursula. though it all comes from them, but fine. Queen Ursula. That's what Jamie Dimon. Yeah. Yeah. Queen Ursula. Yeah. Oh. She's the head of what? What is she the head of? She's the head of the European union. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jamie Dimon, who is the head of J.P. Morgan Chase, which I think is the biggest bank on the planet. If it's not, it's one of like the three most three biggest banks, which makes him one of the most powerful human beings on earth. I think he made three hundred fifty-six million dollars last year. He did an interview with MSNBC, no less, at Davos, where he was like, "You know, I'm pretty sick of, and I think the Trump, the Biden administration is making a terrible mistake." demonizing and attacking the quote-unquote MAGA crowd. He was like, MAGA is half of America. Right. Those are our neighbors. Uh, and then he said, yeah. and you know what? I wish I had, I should have pulled the audio. He was like, and you know what? Trump, for whatever you, you know, I don't like some of the ways he said, you know, I don't like him personally or whatever. And, you know, I understand the objections to him, but he was right about a lot of stuff. He goes, Trade with China. He was right about that. Immigration. I didn't like the way he talked about Mexicans, but he was right about that. And the MSNBC host is nodding and, and, and speaking like, yeah, yeah, no. The virus coming from China. He was right about that. Right? Um, there was one or two other things. The economy in general, regulation. He's like, he's not wrong. And they have to stop this. They have to stop dividing the country and mocking these people. They're not wrong. And their, their agenda is not necessarily wrong. And we'll be fine if he gets reelected. And that was one of the biggest, like, if you read a lot of the commentary, they were basically all resigned. All the American representatives of the World Economic Forum were speaking of from a perspective of, we totally expect another Trump presidency and don't worry, everything will be fine. Yeah, because they're going to let him take the fall for when the economy implodes. Okay, so have you and I talked about that, or did you get that no. from that episode? I, yeah, I heard it. Tell me. And the only reason I listened to that episode, and I'll play the, the clip later. Good, is because, I'm glad you got that. Yeah, yeah. we got to give Mr. Jack John Miller uh, mad props. Yeah. yeah. Love you, bro. But yes, I, I did hear them get to that, or Adam get to the conclusion that Trump's going to win, they're, they're accepting it, and then the economy is going to go to hell, and he's just going to take the blame. And he'll be the one holding the big fat bag. Well, I dude. Sure as soon the, as he said it, I was like, tank "Because look how much money the Biden administration has printed. How much we've loaned hey man, out." To let's be Ukraine. real fair. 
Trump did his fair share of that too. Oh, and yeah. Obama did Obama did it before him and W Bush was the the granddaddy, you know, kickoff specialist of okay. all of that. You, you want to be fair, but let's also be realistic. Like who who prints more money? The Democrats. Dude, no, uh, it, it's it, actually it's pretty equal, man. Deficit spending at many times since the Reagan Which administration. Which party is more fiscally responsible? Neither. I, I, I'm, we're there's a party years, that pretends to be. This uh, is what okay. we talk about all the time, bro. There's a party that pretends to be. Mm. Show me one one place they'll give us tax cuts. Thank you. But they don't cut spending accordingly, ever. Have you been watching? It was nine months ago that the Republican House of Representatives under McCarthy eliminated, got rid of entirely the idea of a debt ceiling. We don't have a debt ceiling anymore. And what's That's the new? Absurd. And then he, so he lost his job, and the new speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was just I'm signing not off really, for uh, enjoying what I'm seeing out of Mike these days. Not on the spending front. No. I like it when he talks about the Bible. Need more yeah. of that, dude. I mean, W. Bush inherited a balanced budget from Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton, and he went from I think we had like three trillion in debt when he took over to when he handed it off to Obama, we were at like fifteen. And then Obama took it to like 22. And those numbers are probably, and maybe it was like 12 when he handed it to Obama. And by the time Obama was done with it, it was 20. And then by the time Donald Trump handed it to. The war I mean, on terror was expensive, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look where it got us. Right. You're, you're right. They're all slaves to the military industry. It's just a matter of where they waste their money. Nowadays, you know, it used to be that the Democrats would complain that the Republicans spent all their money on war. Now it's the Democrats who are spending all their money on war. But you know, I don't, there's but Trump's enough. not going to be sending billions to Ukraine. It's not. Gonna, it's not going to happen anymore. I mean, what is? It, I, what are we up to? What is it? Ninety uh, billion, something like that. Dude, we were talking about 140 billion a year ago. So these revisionist history numbers, where all of a sudden it's only like 90, is B. I don't. I, I did think we were closer to one. I don't think they have a clue, man. Right. <laughs> and here's the real here's the real kicker, and, right? And nobody has a clue where the money goes once it's signed over to Ukraine. Dude, you've got Rep Republicans saying like like uh Ron DeSantis. His take on Ukraine was we should support them, but I want accounting and responsibility and auditing of where the money's going. That's realistic. And we need to know our money is going to actually solving the problem. And Hillary the, the and the not the Hillary not Hillary, the Nikki Haley um, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Lady G, Lindsey Graham types were like, "Well, we can't put strings on it. <laughs> can't expect accountability. See, how does it get back in our? Like, how does it get back in our pockets if you're going to try to track it? Right. Come on. That's why I like DeSantis still. Although, uh, him and Trump are now buddies because DeSantis withdrew, and." endorsed Trump and then Trump said I'm retiring the nickname to Sanctimonious we're buddies See, now <laughs> all right. that, I, there's a point I've been wanting to make since we talked the other day you say that his and correct me if I'm a little off base here but when I, when I claim I think he's in on it and your response is he's too much of an egomaniac basically and the way they attack him and the way he hates them for it proves that he's not in on it mm -hmm. kind of is that right all I'm right. skeptical. You're like 50-50 that he's in the, on it. The way, the way that he handled Vivek 
the way that he handled DeSantis, and the truth is, the way that he handled Hillary Clinton after that election. You ever seen that clip of him ro- doing the roast of Hillary Clinton at that event in New York City when he was president? Mm-mm. They're laughing as he's mocking her emails and stuff. They're both laughing about it. You need to look that up. That's true. But the point is, I've said before, he, he wrote about it 30, 40 years ago. All of his emotional, like over-the-top drama is mostly a show. It's designed to keep his adversaries, whether they're negotiating adversaries or actual adversaries, on the back foot, never knowing what he's going to do, right? But the truth is, just like when he went to North Korea and he actually walked across the demilitarized zone and had a meeting with that tubby bastard that runs that dictatorship, Kim Jong-il, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody had ever done that before. He was like, I'll go meet with him. I'm so wanna they were like, you can't meet with the Vladimir Putin and June and Un without preconditions. And he's like, why so not? We, we got a problem. He is Come a on, Team America World Police. He's a businessman who's transactionalist. He will rip your guts out if you speak ill of him. And then as soon as you say, I'm sorry, I like you, Donald. Hey, man, Ron DeSanctimonious is retired. Welcome back to the team. There's no. I he also doesn't think that he he's learned in his political career. Like he made a bunch of missteps, and you can say, "Oh, they were intentional." I don't think so. I think he fires off the cuff a lot of the time. He's unfiltered, uncensored. Part of what makes him great. Also, his biggest flaw. Eh, I think maybe he learned a little bit last time around. It's, it's one of yeah. I mean, it, it's a little bit of all of it, and uh, you know, it, it's all of it mixed together, right? He is an egomaniac. So if you stroke his ego, he'll be nice to you. That's what the it ability is. to turn on a dime from I hate that mf'er and I'm trying to destroy him. Literally with the Vivek thing, dude, it was like Sunday he was napalming him on on, <laughs> on Monday he was hugging him, yeah, running him out in front of well, him. That's on, politics. At his rally. That's politics. Yeah, I know, but that's where it's like people. Oh, he's not a politician. Mm, actually, he's probably the greatest politician that any of us have ever seen, dude. Yeah, really, at the game of politics as it exists at least in 2024, like he's a freaking savant, man. Well, but he's also back to the point. Of I'm, the, not, I'm not saying he's like he's about to take the fall if he gets reelected. Right. Back economy. to the point. Right. So 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 Adam Curry from No Agenda, who we talk about all the time, his take is they're all actually I now if he working. Does actually, listen to our show. If he's gonna be like, oh, they're just like a rip off of our show. <laughs> not entirely. <laughs> no, I mean we're not. A, they don't talk about. <laughs> we give credit. I always give credit. Um, and I also periodically donate to their show. We, so. we BS about life a lot more. They're pretty much more more. Yeah, they have they have their formula and their format, and they they rock it out. Anyway, his take again credit to Adam Curry is they're going to let him take it because you know the first of all the other guy is a senile dementia patient, and the truth is other than Big Mike Obama, they got nothing else in you know in the wings. Cupboard's pretty bare here. We've got a $33 trillion debt and skyrocketing. We have this massive immigration problem. We have the conversion over to centralized uh, digital currencies, i.e. government Bitcoin, all looming in the offing. So we just say, yeah, we'll let Donald Trump become president again. And then when when it's time for the true great reset, because you know what the true great reset is, right? It's the liquidation slash elimination of all wealth and you getting handed your ration in the form of a CD, CBDC. Wait, wait, wait. All wealth? Currency. Will Tom Hanks still be flying around on private planes in his t Those guys will get bigger CBDCs without restrictions. 
Have you seen that? They have here. I'll show you a picture of it. Uh, anyway, Trump gets left holding the bag, and it's all blamed on him, even though it was forty years in the making. That's the upshot, and it seems spot on. Yeah. So everybody, buckle up. So this is Tom Hanks. These, this is the new T-shirt that the douchebag celebs are wearing. It says "Nope," and it has like Trump's ridiculous hair and his red tie there. It says "Nope, not again." You haven't seen that? No. So here's the other list of douchers that wear it. Oh, George Clooney, losers in 1865, losers in 1945, losers in 2024. Oh, oh wait, here's uh, Taylor Swift in the "Nope, not again." And of course, you would expect you would expect Big Mike to wear it. You know, yep. if you've been to Pedophile Island, you're probably going to wear an anti-Trump shirt. Not that Taylor Swift's been there, but she's just a dumbass. But back to that World Economic Forum, there was a lot of push on that thing for the digital, not currency, like a basically a world digital ID. Yeah, but they're, those things are not, those things are related. Sure. Right? Once you have your digital ID, vaccine for you. Are you vaccinated? Which the digital ID means that all of your social media posts and all of the money that you spend, uh, the things you buy, the places you go, everything that's tracking us already. See, that's what people have to understand, right? When they, oh, this is conspiracy theory. It's all already there. Mm-hmm. Your phone is tracking you where you go. If you don't listening that, to what you say, you've already had, knows. Yes. It's not. That's not a. The advertisement pop up after you've said a word to someone if, else in a conversation. If you buy something with anything other than cash or maybe a gift card somebody gave you, there's a record of it. Put a pin in that. We'll come right back to it, right? Mm-hmm. We pretty much already have it all. We already have a digital dollar. What is your money but a bunch of numbers on a computer system? Unless you've the got a million. Being is that right now we can still spend that dollar on whatever we want right now. So the digital ID is somehow linking all of your social media activity and all of your spending activity and all of your whereabouts and the things you say and the things you think, maybe the things you subscribe to, like the podcasts you listen to, you name it, dude. Everything you do that has a digital footprint gets conglomerated into a place called your, quote, digital ID, which then you can be assigned a social credit score, which Mm -hmm. they're already doing in China. And when your social credit score falls below X, here comes the party knocking on your door in the middle of the night and you're never seen again. But maybe before we get that far, then you say, we're going to take away regular old US dollars and you're going to get back, which by the way, since two summers ago, the Biden administration signed an executive order to instruct the US Department of Treasury to begin exploration of a US digital dollar. That's real. Look it up. It's on .gov websites everywhere right now. Yep. They'll say, we're taking away the old U.S. dollar, which is already just numbers in a computer screen for the most part. Did you know something like 15% of all the U.S. dollars in circulation are actually backed by cash? You ever heard that? Yeah. Only 15% of all the American dollars in existence in the world are backed by an actual note. Yeah. So it's already digital. But the difference is, to your point, a digital currency, the purpose will be to make it programmable. A programmable digital currency will mean that if your credit score proves, your social credit score proves, that you've bought too much beef and gasoline for your gas guzzler truck this month, 
The next time you try to buy beef or gas, you'll just get declined. Oh, I even wonder if what you've you'll, got you'll be a million dollars. But I bet you Bill Gates will own a stake in it. Yeah, and his his digital dollars will never get declined. Correct. For anything he wants ever. So anyway, the point is the data is already there. The mechanism to aggregate it is all that they're working on. And then the conversion, the swap out from freely spent unprogrammable dollars to government controlled, centralized, programmable digital dollars. Once they do those two things, there we are. And if we're lucky, all they'll do is say you can't buy beef today. If it's a real dystopia that's coming, when your social credit score gets too far out of whack, you might get black bagged. <laughs> I'm going to take some of my digital currency after this and uh, buy some more 223 ammo. Y'all, <laughs> I swear, anybody who thinks, and I doubt we have any listeners who don't understand this yet. I really doubt it. But anybody who doubts it, man, just Google it. They talk about it. The World Wait, Economic Forum I, has been talking about it for years. And in the post-COVID era where Klaus himself said we should use the pandemic as a as the catalyst for the quote great reset. This is what he's talking about, man. All this. Here's what I always say. When they talked about vaccine passports, that would be part of your digital ID. Here's the you deal. had your vaccines, can't get in an airplane. Go ahead. I, and I always fall back on this, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. And, and just in life in general. If they say they're wanting to do it, they want to do it. I, I yeah, think. and you can bet your ass they're like way down the track on it already. They can't take our guns away, right? Because of, well, they'd have to Dude. get the, the conservatives to fall in, but they're not going to. But they say they want to do it, and they would if they could. They say they want to implement a digital passport, which also includes your bank and your social credit score, all that. Like you said, they're already behind the scenes, working on the infrastructure to do just that. Well, dude, and these American companies like Meta are the ones that have been providing the data and the pipelines to the Chinese Communist Party where it's already been done for a long time. It's, I mean, again, it's not like they're trying to we figure out how to do it. We should ask a Chinese person how they like that. Oh, wait, we can't. They're not allowed to comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, so... Just one other point from the uh, World Economic Forum in Davos, and that is disease X. They're talking about the next pandemic already. Yep. So get ready yeah, for that. So disease X is a supposedly a unspecified, you know, mythical future bug that has an even more devastating impact that they're quote unquote wargaming out. Meanwhile, there's also reports that the Chinese have concocted a virus that had a hundred percent kill rate, another coronavirus with a hundred percent kill rate in lab mice. So within eight days. On one hand, they're saying disease X is something we need to be prepared for. It's called disease X because we, we we don't know where it's going to come from. We don't know what it is. It's not real yet. And then on the other hand, supposedly the Chinese have already done. How do you? Which uh, I already know the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why why are we doing gain of function research again? We do we not learn our lesson? Because the stove Gates, is hot. Let me touch it again. Because Bill and Klaus, and frankly, I think the Bushes and uh, Soros and um, Ted Turner, even though he's senile now, thirty years ago he was saying this. They all want to take the population from eight billion to eight hundred million, 
which is a 90% reduction, you're not going to get there just by abortion. You're going to have to kill see, people. I did see... Uh, abortion and transitioning teenagers. I did see an interesting take from Charlie Kirk, and he said, uh, you know what? And he summed it up beautifully. He's like, these people don't want to have kids? Fine. We'll repopulate the earth, and we'll repopulate them with Christians of people with, that value the nuclear family, and then there'll be more of us than them. Yeah, Tim Pool says that sort of thing all the time. He's like, it's great because basically American conservatives are outbreeding the left. Now we just have to scream as loud as them because they're the yeah. biggest crybabies. No, uh, we, just have to, we just have to wait them out and hope that they don't kill us all in the meantime. But, what do you think you know. about looming World, uh, World War Three? It's not this looming, we're in it. That's what I Admiral think. Admiral Bob Mauer, chair of NATO military. And this was, would he have been at the WEF? I don't know, but this was this is very recent. It was from this past week. You need to have water. You need to have uh, a, a radio on batteries, and you need to have a, a, a flashlight on on batteries to make sure that you can survive the first thirty six hours. Things like that. That's simple things, but it starts there. The the realization that not everything is planable. Not everything is going to be hunky dory in the next twenty years. I'm not saying it is going wrong tomorrow. But we have to realize it's not a given that we are in peace. And that's why we have the plans. That's why we are preparing for a conflict with, uh, uh, with Russia and the terror groups. If it comes to it, if they attack us, we're not seeking any conflict. But if they attack us, we have to be ready. Who's this guy? Who's he with? His name is Admiral Rob Bauer, chair of NATO military, NATO. the NATO military committee. NATO tells civilians basically to prepare for conflict. He's saying have a radio, have, he's, have he a flashlight, have batteries. We can't, we can't assume peace. We don't we can't have assume peace. Gender either. We can't. We don't. We don't have peace. Is any? Is he <laughs> like? Is he? Is NATO somehow not getting the memos from the Middle East right now? Are they not aware that we've been bombing the Houthis? in the red sea are they not aware that israel is trying to exterminate palestine are they not aware that supposedly iran is bombing american military um at least That's like ally, one, allied installations are they not aware that we've been funding a war in ukraine and also not just funding but providing mercenaries and you know strategic oversight and certain types of munitions like cluster bombs that are supposedly banned by the un yet we sold them over there anyway and they'll be blowing people up for a decade like we're in World War Three, bro. It's just a matter of what's it mean ten years from now and twenty years from now. But that's what's happening. But this he is, just wants to make sure you have a flashlight with batteries and that you're prepared to survive the first thirty six hours. Yes, I need to check my battery drawer. <laughs> I have lots of batteries because I have so many trail cameras. Always have batteries. I'm trying to watch those dang deer. Um, Supreme Court spineless. Coney Barrett, spineless. What a letdown. 5-4 decision. I have the yays and nays here for you. In favor of removal can, of razor wire. So basically, yeah. Texas don't, uh, and I know you always love it when I bring it back to the border, but this was a big deal because it's a Supreme Court decision, and we have Chief Justice Cuck Roberts, 
Spineless, Amy Coney Barrett, and then, of course, the usual suspects, Kagan, Sotomayor, and the uh, DEI edition, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Which of those three was not a DEI edition? Kagan was legit from her as far as background. I mean, yeah. she was appointed because she's a lady, but she had a legit background. She's actually so Cuck and Chief Cuck and then Coney Barrett voted to just remove the razor wire. You know what Abbott said? Right. So here's my middle finger. I'm so I actually that. am not rolling my eyes at this aspect of our latest in, uh, uh, you know, latest episode of what's happening at the border. Because mm-hmm. we need a sounder for that. This is a big damn deal. Um, first of all, okay, so obviously the background, the state of Texas has been putting floating uh floating basically barricades in the Rio Grande. Um the feds You mean trying to protect their border? Right. Feds made them take them up. That went to court at the appellate level, I think, maybe even all the way to the Supreme Court. It was decided they couldn't. We passed a law in Texas recently and signed it into law saying that we have the right and to, to, to police our own border and that anyone who enters our uh, foreign border illegally, we will take the right to deport as a sovereign state. And we started putting up this razor wire um, along the way. Oh, and he's sending the Texas state guard um, as well as I think the Texas national guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have our own state militia basically, right? That's part of the, Texas Department of Military, I think, um, to start enforcing the border. I have a friend that's in the Texas State Guard, or I, I know a guy. He's not really a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he, his kid goes to my kid's school. Uh-huh. He was telling me at a cross-country meet last school year about being in the Texas State Guard and kind of trying to recruit me and was telling me at that time that Abbott had all these plans to mobilize the Texas State Guard to handle the border situation. Well, sure seems like he wasn't full of it. <clears throat> anyway... They put up this razor wire. Two weeks ago, the Biden administration lied to the media, just like they did with the poor border patrol agent who supposedly whipped kids, which was a lie, or whipped people, Haitians, which was a complete lie, as we all know. Those were reins to his horse. This was, this lie was, the Texas State Guard has taken control of some, I guess, riverfront park in Eagle Pass. Yeah. And... With you know, with firearms held off, forced out federal agents who were trying to supposedly just to save what they claimed was children, but I've heard otherwise that it was actually three grown men who were drowning in the river. And because the state guard refused to allow the feds to render aid to these poor people, they drowned. They ran that story, and the Times and everybody I published see it. The bodies, Chisholm. I want to see the bodies. You don't even have to see the bodies. Let's just assume it was true because within 48 hours under subpoena, you know, under penalty of Nobody perjury drowned. before the, before Congress, the, I think, I think it was Mayorkas himself, but somebody from DHS admitted, no, actually those three people had drowned before the Texas state guard took control of that park. Right. It was a lie. They admitted it was a lie. You haven't heard that story. Have you? Yes, I have, but I'm still on the, the fact I'm that it's a lie. Saying that it's, they, I don't care whether there's bodies or not. They lied about it. Yes, they right. Did. Just yeah. like they did about the rains and the alleged whip. Anyway, so we start putting up razor wire and having to defend it 
the state guards having to defend it again at gunpoint from keeping the feds from cutting it. I, I'm going to make one point of clarity. I think we've had razor wire on the like for a long time. I don't think that's a new thing. That didn't just happen in the last two weeks. Well, proceed. So they they take it to court. They claim that the razor wire prevents the agents from being able to render aid to these refugees. You know, don't cross the border in. illegally. I don't care. It goes all the way to the Supreme Court, and as you pointed out, two alleged conservatives joined with the liberals to say. I haven't actually read the order, but if I understand correctly, it's very short. And apparently what it says is, well, well, the effect is, you, you understand, right? This is another stay. It's not a final ruling. Mm. Have you seen that? Uh, well, it's my, a stay. So they, there's a case that the Supreme Court has agreed to take, which will be decided this summer. Just like the other thing. What was it the other day we talked about? Same deal where we were disappointed, but we had hope because they kind of basically just kicked the can down the road. Remember that one? Yeah, I don't remember the topic though, but yes. Yeah, it's the same thing. the the judge The justices have said we're stay. So, so the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the appeals court that's centered here in Texas, had issued an injunction saying the feds could not cut the state of Texas's razor wire. And the Supreme Court came along and stayed the injunction, saying. The feds can do whatever they want because it's a matter of federal authority until we re we have a had a chance to review the entire case. So it's not a final decision. I am not particularly hopeful because we've already detailed that the global elites really want this. That's one of the things that they talked about at the World Economic Forum. One of the threats that the WEF types, the bankers in particular, raised about a Trump presidency was his stance on immigration. They want this, right? So, you know, and maybe I can't blame her. Doesn't she have like nine kids? Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Siding with the globalist bankers to bring in cheap labor. You know, everybody wants to be, oh, they're trying to get voters. Yeah, they are. But they're also trying to get cheap labor. That's the real. That's the real what we've talked about. What is that? Really? The end game? Just chaos. Right. Chaos, chaos cheap labor and voters. I think pretty much in that order. So anyway, there's at least some hope that when they review the actual case in full, they'll come to the conclusion that somehow Texas has the right to do the job that the feds aren't doing. Mm. Maybe they'll come to the realization that the feds are deliberately breaking the law and their constitutional obligations in so doing. Irony. And so they can't continue to thwart efforts to secure the border. Well, I'm not well, particularly hopeful. said, here's my middle finger, and we're going to keep doing it. And I, I saw and that they put right more there. razor wire up. That right there is where things get a little hairy. We, as a state, are now... So that's where I need to read the order, right? So you're mm -hmm. right. They're continuing to put up the razor wire. And Good. I've heard differing opinions as to whether it's like... The question is, if we throw double it up... It, triple it. If we throw it up, are we still going to defend with defend it with guns and keep the feds from cutting it back down? Because that's what the injunction is about. That's the sticking point right there. There's no, that I know of, there's no case that has said you're not allowed to put it up. What they've said is you're not allowed to stop the feds from taking it down. Can that's, you imagine if we get into a skirmish, Texas versus the feds? That we could be I mean, talking about real life success. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's what I'm like, talking that about. That could be the I beginning don't, I of... still don't really care about the immigration issue. 
I mean, I do, but I don't. It could be the tipping point that that's, puts this thing into a, a tailspin right. where we end up with this country fracturing. It seems pretty clear when you listen to these leftists um, say that Chicago and New York, despite their sanctuary city city status, cannot handle this influx of immigrants. But towns like Del Rio and Eagle Pass and you know McAllen and Brownsville and El Paso can, and so Texas should have to deal with it. And then Texas says, yeah, all right, we're going to deal with it. We're going to take care of our own state. And the feds say, no, we're not going to let you. We're going to force this on you. Seems pretty inevitable that they're begging for it at this point. And God help us. The thing that you care the least about might be the thing that tips it into what we've, what we, the thing that we don't want to say. <laughs> But I think I just realized that. that caring the least about is not the right way to say it. I don't want to talk about it. You get tired head when I'm like border stuff and you're like, oh, my I don't want to talk over. about it because I know it's a real mess. It's a real problem. It's a real crisis. The With poor no people involved inside. are being used as pawns by all sides, whether we're bringing them in or using them as a, as a, you know, wait, wait, bring them in. I thought only Abbott sent the refugees to the sanctuary cities. We're using these poor people as a as political. No, dude, the point. I just lobbed you a softball. I didn't paint a, a very pretty picture. Oh wait, you want me to so go that way? Let me the, finish my thought. The Democrats are the ones sending ninety percent of the immigrants to right, the right, cities, right. And, and I have a take on Nobody that, which I shared the other day. So, so, so they're they're being used as political pawns, and Abbott is guilty of it. And that's the point I think you're that we and I talked about. So I'll get to that. They're being used as political pawns. I don't like it. I think it's ugly. The Bible says to take care of the alien, the widow, and the orphan. And so I don't know what to do about it, but I also know it's a crisis and I also know it's a bad deal. And I also know there's fentanyl and other drugs and violent criminals and, you know, murderers and rapists and all that stuff. And definitely terrorists. They're all coming in. It's not mm, good. I don't know what to do with it. I just know it's deliberate chaos, all of it from everybody. And it's bad and it's ugly. And yeah, now that it seems to be something that could legitimately spark the state of Texas's secession, I'm like, crap, I don't want to. It's not that I don't care. It's that it's it's a problem so big I don't want to touch it. I don't I don't I don't know what to do about it. Well, that's not what we do. It's on not the show. one that's exciting to me. We, we or get our that I like that I touch, indulge in. We touch all but, the things. Speaking Much of like, all sides using these people as political pawns, hmm. I told you the other day I think Governor Abbott has screwed up royally. Most of the riots, like man, good job. I even heard Megyn Kelly saying this, which makes me instantly suspicious. I, oh, and two guys from. Two guys from the uh, National Review who are both, you know, never Trumpers, Charlie Cook, who I used to like until he went fully blown Trump deranged, and the editor in chief, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, who I kind of actually like. They were giving Abbott props for, as you're pointing out, putting immigrants on buses and sending them to Chicago and New York. What has the message from those governors been ever since, as we've detailed, mayor, not governors, these mayor, mayors? Yeah. Ever since Mayor Abbott said, uh, not a, Mayor Adams in New yeah. York said, the president needs to fix this immigration problem. And within two weeks, he was being uh, accused of sexual assault from the 90s with that BS right. statute that they're going after Trump for. All of a sudden, it's Greg Abbott's fault, right? But the the Chicago but, mayor, but the, Mar the Marxist from Chicago has uh, been on script since day one. It's right. been Abbott's fault the whole time. According to everything I listened to, Less than 10% of all the immigrants that have made it to those two cities in the last four years have come from a Greg Abbott, Texas bus. Yeah. 
the vast majority, and this is documented, there's videos of it, there's allegations of it, there's news as recently as two weeks ago, and there's and there's videos of it three weeks ago, three three years ago. The feds have been flying those people to those places. So Greg Abbott decides to make a political statement. So did DeSantis when he sent him to um, Nantucket, right? Which that was brilliant because that stuck it right in the backyard of like the most elitist of elites and made their hypocrisy like undeniable. But what all Abbott's done as far as I can tell, dude, all Abbott's done as far as I can tell is rile up the right wing and give the left wing the ability to say, see how racist, see it's actually... It's giving Corrine Jean-Pierre ammunition to say it's the Republicans that are doing it because they're the ones that are busing them into the interior of the country when the truth is the feds have been doing it. Yes, and that's Where's what Abbott saying that from the media. But what is he supposed to do? What, what, what should he do? That goes back to my about... initial point. That's why I never want to talk about it because I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I just know that. Well, giving you know, them, if he's giving them, his constituents, then for him, that's probably a political win. Him doing at one tenth the scale what the feds are doing and claiming that that's righteous and justified is backfiring. That's all I know. I don't think the general population is aware that the feds are sending more migrants to these. That's places. my point. Right. Right. Yeah. That's my point. Hear me out. So, so you're right. Hear me out. Abbott should be saying, if you know, all what? of those They're people. No, 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 because nobody would play that. If that's already so, actually, ha- if that's actually happening, how does he and win? In this Ab- and Adams and Adams and Johnson are getting so inundated with illegals that the feds are sending there that apparently Mayor Johnson in Chicago has been to the ER three times for panic attacks in the last two months. Have you heard that? Yeah. Again, it was working with Mayor Adams in New York because he started blaming Biden until they threatened him. My point is, the problem was a problem no matter what. The the residents, mostly black residents, of both of those cities have been up in arms no matter what. The fact that Abbott allowed himself to be tagged with it instead of just letting that problem fester, knowing full well, he could have just been like, y'all know the feds are loading them up and we're dealing with the majority of them, but are y'all aware the feds are flying them? Instead of doing it himself... He could have said the feds are flying them to these cities. Did y'all, did y'all know that? Did y'all know that? Mm. And eventually the crisis would have gotten to the same point it is right now. And who would have, who would Adams and Johnson and Kareem Jean-Pierre been able to blame? Here's the, here's what who I Who would they have been able to blame? It wouldn't have changed anything. I think he comes out ahead though in the whole deal. Like I think you in don't Texas. think so. I, no, uh, anywhere. I, no. Any, uh, with any Republican. The truth about the matter would any have come out. Republican He's is obscuring. He's letting them obscure the truth about it. No and leftist will believe. He comes out on top. He claimed credit for it. DeSantis claimed credit for it. There's not a leftist in America who's going to believe that Biden's been doing it nine to one. That's true. They won't believe it, even if right. you showed them the facts. So if he hadn't have done it, but the same thing was still happening, there would have been nobody left holding the bag. Which is why I think Governor Abbott, who happens to be a uh, you know graduate of the World Economic Forum's Young Leaders of the World team. Probably in on the whole damn scheme, bro. Mm. Well, we'll see how that plays out. But certainly disappointing that Coney Barrett is a schlep. Not surprising. She's ruled terribly on a number of for a number of cases recently. Okay. Disappointing that she has turned out to be what she has turned out to be. 
Um, but Lieutenant Chris Oliveras, Texas Department of Public Safety, in just wrapping this thing up, said that Texas will stay the course with Operation Lone Star and the Razor Wire. So we'll see if there's a skirmish on the border. I don't know. When, that, when those two, the feds and the Texas State Guard, Texas National Guard, which was basically like the Texas militia, come together, I don't know. I don't know how that plays out. But I'm interested to find out. Um, let's see. Probably oh. helps that you live seven hours from it. Let's play this clip here. About Let's talk about Biden's mental state. And Ducey putting it on KJP here the other day. Is that more and more people poll feel like over time, President Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp. Which poll is this? ABC uh, has President Biden's rating for health since May down five points and for mental sharpness down four points. You know, I have to say that's a little confusing for me because if you look at what this president has done the last three years, historical pieces of legislation, right? When it comes to bipartisan infrastructure deal, many presidents before, like your favorite president, had said that- Who's my favorite president? Why don't you, why don't we let the American people guess? But had said, no, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You asked me a question. I'm going to, no, 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 no. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. And you'll, you'll guess who I'm talking about. Who used to say infrastructure week, infrastructure week, which was a punchline became a joke. And now we are seeing infrastructure decade because of this president. There's the chips and science act, right? There is the inflation reduction act. These are legislation that is going to have a difference for generations to come, right? And so this is something that this president has done. That's pretty sharp for this president to have been able to do that. Let's look at the economy. The economy now, unemployment is under 4%, 14 million jobs created. The economy is in a better place than when it was when he walked in. That's just a fact. That's just the data. Jobs that are created because uh, they went away is not actual economic growth, lady. I mean, I didn't know. I never signed up or saw a poll that said, "What is? What do you think about Biden's health?" Are we? I mean, I say uh, that stuff all the time. There's polls about his mental health, about his age. Sure, age. Well, yes, we both. What, what do you think should be the age, Chisholm, where you are no longer fit? Whether you are fit or not, what should be the age? Seventy, seventy-five. Where? No, man, because I think there's plenty of seventy-year-olds who are on top of their game. Trump was when he ran last time. I, I think that if we had a legitimate government and the people in charge of it had didn't have this nefarious dude bottom line is every year these presidents go through full-blown head-to-toe mental and physical evaluations and there's not a legitimate honest god-fearing doctor on the planet who could look at that man right now and give him a clean bill of health mm. there's an article there's an amendment in place called amendment 25 that could give us the ability to take him out but they know damn good and well that Kamala is a bigger problem than he is. He's completely controllable. They can do whatever they want because he's demented at the wheel. So I don't think age matters. It's are you competent? He's not. Well, okay, but statistically, I don't care if you're, you I mean, are more likely to be less competent the older you get because things like dementia exist. So if there was a hard line rule that says you can't be past seventy five when you run, I would. I mean, that seems like a slam dunk. I mean, yeah, 75 when you run or whatever on the day you would be inaugurated. 
75 and up that that probably seems about right seems like that'd be fine they'd change but they'd push the goalpost back on i'm telling you there's 80 year olds that what's the guy's name that's a harvard law professor that um has become kind of a right winger even though he'd always been a leftist uh damn it um jewish guy he's sharp as attack and he's like 84 and he's still supposedly writing books so mm. He could run circles around both of those fools. He also happens to have been to Jeffrey Epstein's island a bunch of times. Or at least a time. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> uh what when is Nikki Haley gonna go away? Very soon. But you know why that she, you know why she has to stay in for a while, right? Well, I mean you Money. give me your opinion. Money. She's blowing through a lot of it. Right. A lot. She has like to stay in. Dude, million. think about it. What is what <laughs> Dude, this is again. This is again. Dollars. I know I'm giving Adam credit to Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak the credit. No agenda. This is. They have a clip that they have played of like the head of I think CBS talking about their projections for fiscal year 2016 or 2020, one of the last two elections, and they were like, "Next year's an election year, so we're expecting large profit margins, and Donald Trump is going to be good for business." So maybe the economy won't tank. That part of the economy won't tank. They've got to have eyeballs on their news outlets, whether it's cable news or newspapers online, all the above, right? They need to host debates. That's one thing Trump's really screwing up is he's not bringing any eyes to any debates. But she will stay in it because she has the deepest pockets because the big donors that want to control her are going to continue to fund her. And that money's going to get funneled into the mainstream media system until... She ultimately just probably to either gets to the point where they're like, all right, well, we're done wasting money on you. you and or she becomes so disgusted with herself. Have anything to do with like Raytheon? Oh, yeah, or... dude. They're on the boards. Yeah. <laughs> right. Big, big, big investments in those companies. Yes, absolutely. People that make bombs? Yes. They have massive interest in those types of companies. Hooker, for sure. And guess what? They buy more stock right before the world is finds out that we're going, you know, <laughs> I guarantee you, you know how Nancy Pelosi beats the stock market all the time. Mm -hmm. Those guys are following her lead, but that's because she has, she beats knowledge. the stock market. Jaded. She beats, beat her, uh, she beats beat Buffett. Husband. She beats Buffett and, <laughs> um, and Gates, man. But the point is she's got money. They want money. They'll continue to prop her up just to create a news story for people to follow until they reach the point in the in the election cycle calendar where they can sell something else. And think about it. Look at the deal in, in uh, Georgia right now, which we need to probably throw an update on, but we'd never even circle back to the government surveillance of your Bible purchases. That story has such legs it's so sexy it's gonna sell so hot maybe she doesn't have to hang super by the end of super tuesday she'll be done i think she'll drag mm -hmm. it out what's that the second tuesday first tuesday of march uh i don't i don't know i think super tuesday is the first tuesday of march that's when like south carolina texas and a whole bunch of other states have their primaries and basically the election will be decided she'll get monkey stomped if she doesn't bow out before that i don't even and... think she's gonna win her home state no, she's actually going to lose her home state worse than she lost New Hampshire. Yeah. She's getting crushed there. Um, but I think that's a Super Tuesday state. So that's what I'm saying. It's like she'll run until she can run in there. She can she can call it quits in her home state 
after getting embarrassed there. Or she'll bow out the night before Super Tuesday, like all those leftists did to give it to Donald to to Biden four years ago. And at that point, I don't all these other I don't think Bernie did that. Oh yeah, he did. By Bernie, it was Buttigieg. No, no, um, Bernie, Bernie was the choice. Then they were like, "Oh, that was in the 2016 election," and they're like, "No, no, no, it can't." Yeah, he went all the way to the end. No, but 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 no, you're. I think by I think Bernie wrote it a little longer until Biden swept Super Tuesday. So Bernie did win. He won New Hampshire and Nevada. He was in the lead, and the Democratic Party was like, "Oh well, we can't let the crazy old socialists win," even though we're all socialists. Like <laughs> he's way too open about it. So hey, Amy. Um, you know, the one that yells at her staff and throws stuff at them and, you know, combs her hair with or eats her salad with a comb and, and Hey, gay Pete, you're not working. We've got a nice cushy job for you at the department of transportation where you can no show for the first six months because you and your gay husband adopted a, a baby, however you went about it. Um, and then there was somebody else, but there were three of them that all said we're out and we're endorsing Biden on the Monday night before super Tuesday It might've been Sunday night. With them out of the way, and then, um, man, that politician who—he's uh, a black uh, Democrat from South Carolina who's been—he was in the Civil Rights Act big time. Clyburn, I think. This guy stepped up and was like, "Oh, well, that's being said. I'm my good old friend Joe. Let's go with him." And he rallied the black community behind Joe Biden in South Carolina, and the rest is history. Now we have a dementia patient in office, <laughs> something similar will happen where Nikki will either bow out right before South Carolina to spare herself the grotesque embarrassment of getting destroyed in her home state or let it ride. I think she's going to, I think that's, what's going to happen. I think within 48 hours of getting destroyed by in South Carolina, she'll call it quits. Cause at that point the race will be over and there won't be any more money in it. And at that point, all wall to wall coverage until election day will be Jack Smith, Fannie Willis, blah, 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 blah. Um, Benny Willis, by the way. Let's before we get into her, because you know my, you know how that, that how hot I get about uh, about that little that little um, tryst, whatever. Mm. Sexy story, man. <laughs> um, this government surveillance thing I've touched on twice. You sent me a text the other day, and it said, "Well, uh, it was a link to a, I think an article or something." It was like. To, yeah, the the U.S. I House of Representatives website, news like a new yeah, it's news. insane. And you and, and you said my family's purchased three Bibles in the last X number of years, and so we're on this list at least three times. Bibles. Um. I'm, yeah. So so the House of Representatives late last week, I guess, right? Um, had a news um report. What do you call it? Um. They posted something on the House of Representatives website. Again, the House of Representatives.gov website hmm. from uh, Jim Jordan's um, office as the chairman on the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government. So this is the one, the committee that's looking into Ray Epps and, you know, the the the, the Michigan plot against the poor saps who, you know, were duped by the FBI, all that stuff, right? Um, turns out, that after January 6th, the U.S. Department of Treasury's Criminal Investigations Division, division which I didn't even know they had. Um, I guess I knew the IRS had guns. We found that out recently. Um, instructed American banks, Lots of new all of them, too. I guess, to start tracking 
and compiling information and names regarding people who after who before and after January 6th had purchased uh, MAGA paraphernalia or Trump paraphernalia or airline flights to DC for and before January 6th and also religious texts with a specific note that if you're if they're purchasing MAGA stuff and religious texts it might be an indication that they're a right-wing domestic terrorist also anybody who has bought anything at Cabela's Bass Pro I think Gander Mountain there was a third one on the list I didn't see Academy they want those names compiled specifically notate note notating noting whether they were buying guns and ammunition so anybody that loves the Lord loves America and loves the Second Amendment like anybody three, who is exercising the, the fundamental first, things that this two, country was founded on two, anyone that that is a fundamentalist when it comes to what is protected in our Constitution and the what First this Amendment was founded on we want their names we want those people the, the First Amendment protects your freedom of assembly and your freedom of speech and your freedom of religion they violated all three of those very specifically by wanting to know who flew to DC who bought Bibles uh, and who flew to DC to express their political opinions and yeah they're tracking you if you exercise your Second Amendment rights as well to keep and bear arms. Unbelievable. That's your United States government, y'all. So, I'm on the list. Not it, like, as if this podcast didn't already have us on it. Right. Yo, we're going to be the first ones that are black bagged, knock on the door in the middle of the night. I don't know about first, but we're it's, high uh, up it's, there. It's probably pretty enough. I don't know if we're that high. We don't we only have like 70 people that supposedly listen these days. Although, after our shout out by No Agenda, we had a peak yes on Monday of 112. Really? That that makes like 200 for the last week. Yeah. I thought we I thought you told me at one time we were getting like 200 downloads. We were, but so I think what happened, I don't think we screwed anything up or lost anybody cuz everybody in podcasting is talking about it. Apple changed some stuff that caused everybody's alleged listenership to fall. They're tracking differently. Because they're going after podcasts because podcasts are honest, all bullshit aside, like this is where most people who know what's going on get their information. So, so any, we've, we've, any, we've read uh, the studies, right? Potential sponsors out there. If you're looking for a slam dunk ROI on your investment, we have between 70 and 200 ish listeners. So, uh, yeah, keep that in right. mind when you're making your 2024 advertising budget. I'll contend that it's probably considerably higher than that, but that Apple's just screwing us and everybody else. Oh, we also have Spotify. That's my take. So it's got to be at least anyway, that many on Spotify. Getting back to the latest on uh, the affair, and I, I got 20 minutes and I got to get. I um, even need that much time, but go. Fanny, uh, the philanderer Willis. Is she the philanderer? I guess Nathan Wade is the philanderer, right? Poor is what I call her. Yeah, homewrecker. Fanny the homewrecker Willis and Nathan the philanderer Wade. Not to workshop that a little bit. It's a little wordy, both of them. But anyway, still true. As we've detailed, allegations like arose. An escort service because she would like, you know, spend the money that on the corrupt deal here. And then they go on vacation and spend the night together. She an escort. Or maybe he's the, maybe he's a gigolo. One or the other. Someone's getting paid. To f the other one. I mean, it's a it's a circle, right? 
I think you might be more right that like he's a gigolo and she's the pimp because right yeah he's he's, he's he's getting paid by her to her offices and then kicking some cat some you know Benny, her. some bennies back to her right <laughs> on extravagant anyway, vacations. <clears throat> initial reports two Mondays ago, a guy named Michael Roman, one of the defendants in the Rico alleged Rico case against uh, originally nineteen. Uh, 18 co-defendants plus Trump on you know attempting to steal a Georgia election. Um, he files a motion. Though they stole the election, it's the iron law of work projection, right? <laughs> yeah, and and I think I've already said this on this show. She apparently might have committed a, a RICO violation because she's taking government funds and paying somebody to do something he's not qualified for, and then taking kickbacks. That's actually a RICO violation. The Wait, iron law of woke projection is like kickback? gravity, bro. It's like gravity. It never fails. Yes, that you was You heard funny. my uh, joke. Laugh at yes. it. It was funny. Taking her, <laughs> take, taking some dick back for sure. <clears throat> I mean, that's fact. Both are facts. Mm. Um, anyway, so he files this. Of course, all the media, uh, even the New York Times, I thought ran it very fair. But the one caveat, all the even, even the right-leaning news outlets would state, which was true, was without evidence. They filed this motion without evidence, alleging that the the, appoint, the elected district attorney, Fannie Willis, and the private attorney who she's paying $250 an hour to to serve as special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, um, are having an affair. And so there, and then he's taking her on high-dollar vacations. So she's getting basically kickbacks. By the way, he has zero experience in felony prosecution. Yeah. Zero experience specifically in complex RICO cases. They wait a f almost a full week, and the following Sunday, she speaks about it for the first time at a black church in Atlanta. We have to allow says, black women some grace, y'all, of course. I'm a flawed woman, but black women are expected to save the universe, and we can't uh, do it without a little bit of grace. Yeah, I've made my mistakes, but aren't they racist for wanting to pick out the black man out of the three that I assigned because I'm paying them all the same? Turns out that's not true. Turns out she's paying the actual dude who wrote the RICO statute who's on the prosecution team, who happens to be a white guy for whatever that's worth, $100 an hour while she's paying Nathan Wade two fifty. Yep. Turns out the billing records, which are publicly available because it's all you know, public prosecution, show that he spent he billed 24 hours for one day while he was in Washington, D.C. meeting with the president's counsel, mm -hmm. the White House counsel about this case. Which you, sure yeah, that was you outlined all that last week. Right. So fast forward to this past week, and the latest news is she got subpoenaed. That's well, we probably mentioned this too, but she got subpoenaed by Miss Wade, Mrs. Wade, soon to be former Mrs. Wade, Jocelyn Wade's attorney, to testify in the divorce case, which was filed the day after Nathan Wade was appointed special prosecutor, by the way, uh, two years ago. So now she's being subpoenaed. So now she's got she still hasn't filed a response in the Rico case that was seeking to bar her as prosecutor and him and also dismiss the case because it's corrupt. Now she's got a subpoena that she owed a response for to be deposed in that case. She finally files a response to that, which basically says she's being oppressed and harassed by Jocelyn Wade in a corrupt, uh, <laughs> corrupt conspiracy collusion mm. with Trump world to def defame her and derail her prosecution. She's a super busy lady. Was her husband dicking you down or not? 
Well, and if the so, answer is yes, then shut up. You're not the victim. So this week, the judge... Uh, plus all they, the corruption. That <laughs> they wanted her deposition. I'll say this. It does kind of seem like maybe Jocelyn Wade and her attorney might have taken a phone call and said, hey, we're going public with this. Hey, you know, it'd be awesome if you'd help us out a little bit. I mean, you know she's a sorry bitch. She's been, you know, stooping and... <laughs> I think there may be something to it, but it doesn't make it illegitimate. This thing happened. It's obvious as day. So they hold him a hearing because she files this motion in the in the divorce case saying she shouldn't have to testify because this is a fresh she called it oppression, dude. Right. And just a political witch hunt to, to 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 hurt her reputation and the Trump case. Not much so of a they have the argument and her attorney that I actually saw, watched this and read about it too. The judge has got her attorney who he's on zoom for some reason. He's not even in person before the judge. And he's making the same argument from the motion that this is all about politics. This is all unjustified. Da, 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 da. And the judge interrupts him and says, Hey, I'm going to interrupt you here. I'm going to ask you about the law counselor. The law says that your client doesn't necessarily have to testify in a deposition because she's not a party to the, to the divorce unless she has unique knowledge that can't be gained elsewhere. So is it your argument that she does not have anything pertinent to add that Mr. Wade can't answer to when he gets deposed in a couple of weeks? And the judge had the, the, the attorney had to say, yeah, if she wants to know about their relationship, she should ask Mr. Wade. He, my client won't have any knowledge that he doesn't have, which basically said like, yeah, he, he knows. <laughs> everything ask him and that's actually fair so so long and short of it is he stayed they were she was supposed to get deposed this week which would have made meant she got deposed before nathan wade did and the judge was like well we'll wait for mr wade's deposition in early february and then if you come back to me and you say we still think she knows things that he didn't cop to or didn't admit to or whatever we'll, we'll make her come in but he has to go first and that's fair it still made her look i mean it still proves she's guilty right but in yeah. the meantime, if you recall, I mentioned that the case file had been sealed back like a year and a half ago. Let's open that bad boy up and see what's in there. Mr. Roman's attorney, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, had mentioned, even though she didn't provide evidence, that she had copies that would prove from the divorce proceedings this, uh, this affair, but that because this, the case was sealed subsequent to her making the copies, which was like a year ago, that's my whole. That, that, that's how you know this is just a made-for-TV show, right? Is they've been sitting on this, they've been sitting on this to start the the year off. They've been sitting on it to start the primary season off. Anybody notice that Donald Trump's polling has only continued to increase since this little new wrinkle of drama has come out? They've been sitting on this, bro, because that thing's been sealed for a while. So. A media watchdog outlet filed two weeks ago with that judge to say this should be unsealed because now this is a matter of extraordinary national informational importance and there's no grounds we're aware of. Normally, these cases wouldn't be sealed. In right. fact, sealed? The hearing has to be had, had held and, a, and for cause has to be shown in order to seal it. So guess what? On Friday, the judge, or maybe it was even this Monday, the judge unsealed the record yeah. finding in fact, which I think was his fault. And I'm not sure about this part. It was Mr. Wade who had asked to have it sealed. Oh, by the way, Fannie Willis's attorney tried to claim that 
she didn't have any ground like that she had wanted it sealed jocelyn wade so why all of a sudden does she not want it sealed it's because she's it's a political witch hunt um turns out it was nathan wade who had wanted it sealed turns out it was never properly sealed because the proper formalities were not followed so he unsealed it the record indicates that in august of last year 23 he was held in contempt of court because he was refusing to turn over bank and financial records about his income, specifically questions about his income from Fulton County and his prosecution of Donald Trump and his co-conspirators. He was given a 30-day demand by the judge to supply said data, and he still didn't. So he's still under contempt. So he of basically hunted so that judge, said, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he said he's not doing it. So you have an attorney in the state of Georgia, a private attorney that does like family law and like misdemeanors, defense, prosecuting the most important case in American political history without any grounds for doing so, getting paid two and a half times what the actual experts on the case are making by, you know, and sleeping with the lady who's paying him that money and hiding that from his ex-wife who has a right to it because she is supposed to be able to get half of everything he has and she is entitled to certain uh, support during this, their, their exchange, right? They're not together. They've been separated this whole time. That's another argument that Fannie Willis is putting out there is like, why does this even matter that I've had an affair? They've been separated while they're having an affair. No bull like that. She's, she's basically saying that he's in contempt of court, this licensed attorney for refusing to turn it over after being held in contempt and he's still practicing law but that's amazing that he hasn't been barred yet the real kicker of course is the bank records did get made public and what do the bank records show credit card purchases for flights to miami aruba and san francisco which the allegations were that those were the places he'd gone san francisco to go to napa as well as hotels in those places and specifically, Fannie Willis had a ticket bought for her. You know, he took his father, her, his mother along. So this dude oh, and wow. his mama and his and his new uh, mistress went on these trips together, which is <laughs> twisted. So now they have no denying it, unless they try to claim like, yeah, he bought him, but she refused him or she paid him back. I bet you they're gonna pull like, oh, well, she she paid him back. Yeah, mm, we know. Let's see she, the financials there. We know how she paid him back. <laughs> services Probably rendered from Kamala services rendered so anyway dude the whole thing has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt at this point um, it's a dumpster fire of the most epic proportion I told my wife the other day this is like I, this is my favorite soap opera I have ever gotten like, I'm, <laughs> I am loving this I am googling Fannie Willis five times a day just to see did anything happen is there anything new what's happening what's going on with Fannie Willis I'm it's glad such that you a mess. Are. They're so I mean, I'm screwed. just looking at the headlines when I see them. So I'm glad that you're. I'm 100, loving it. 100 invested because it is a huge story, and, and it's all so corrupt, and it's all so much massive. Iron law of woke projection, like all of it. It's it's all of it wrapped in one man. It's they're doing what they claim he's doing. They're gonna go down for it. It's gonna be awesome. There's oh, and here's one thing I wanted to also say. So in these filings that got released. Mrs. Wade was her whole argument was he's making extra money from the government right now that he's not con, con, he's not um uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for disclosing as part of these divorce proceedings right in the meantime you know how much he's been paying her this lady mm -hmm. 
has had been a stay-at-home mom, has been unemployed as the wife and you know wife of his kids and home and, and a homemaker for twenty-six years. Hmm. He's been paying her seven hundred dollars a week. That's like thirty-six thousand dollars a year. Yeah, for her support while she lives on her own. How much money do you think he's spent on Fannie Willis? More than that, I bet. For sure. I bet. I bet well, you at least kind of spent it on her all told too because she gave him the money. It doesn't look like he bought first class cheap bastard. He spent like twelve hundred dollars on airfare for three people to fly to San Francisco. So, but I'm sure that if you add up a, two alleged cruises and whatever expenditures there, a trip to Aruba and a trip to Napa, and I think there may be one other in there. For sure, if you add up him, her, and Mama who came along, I bet they spent at least thirty six grand. And this poor lady is basically living in poverty while this son of a bitch is getting rich on this corrupt ass abortion of a of a you know of a case against a former president. Oh man, it's all right. Who said that? And then we have to play the no agenda clip. I would have won 100 tournaments if I threw a skirt on and called myself a tranny. That dude is as feminine as a Ford F-150. Who said that? Two weeks in a row. The greatest. (laughs) Mr. John Daly, man. He did. He said that. The greatest fat golfer of all time. And he was talking about Haley Davidson, who won on the NXXT Women's Pro Golf Tour. She says, if there's one sport, I mean, we all know that men jump higher, run faster, or stronger. But if there's one sport where, like, distance really matters when you think it'll be golf they have freaking tees that are designed for women yeah i saw one really funny the other day that said something like he's now playing in the the uh um what do you like the 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 women's senior tour because he found out that he could hit from whatever tees the old ladies hit from that's utterly ridiculous and the dude has aspirations he's, of playing you on should see the, this guy i mean you, <laughs> he's a monster yeah he's huge. Play, play john's all right john slash jack's uh here we Props, go. And then I this is it. from episode, uh, what is this? Ep- episode 1626 of No Agenda. The support 333.33 from John Miller in Bernie, Texas, right down the road. Huge thank you to Chisholm Cook and Cable Smith of the Justified Pursuit podcast for hitting me in the mouth back in 2021. Both are devout Christians who played a role in helping me to find Christ. Please, no exit strategy. I need a de-douching, though. You've been de-douched. I don't know this uh, justified pursuit podcast. I shall listen because I got to find my fellow white Christians. Keep up. Yeah, so you can keep up on the meeting. Keep up on the meeting. (laughs) So a little context there. They were talking about... it was Joy Reid. Joy Reid. The Joy Reid thing we played last week. Joy Reid, and then they played the same clip that I played last week. True. And uh, there's even there's an even worse one, which we now don't have time for. Yeah. Dildo. This wasn't about Joy Reid. This was about John, (laughs) a.k.a. Jack Miller. Um, Dude. Thank you. It still chokes me up to hear it the fourth time now. Um, I can't tell you how amazing it was to hear that, to get to share it with cable to what I, I, I literally stopped because I'm hearing Adam Kerr. I'm not I wasn't really paying attention like like. You know, a lot of times I'm just I've got stuff on and I'm doing other stuff, right? And I, yeah. I hear this voice saying our names and our show, and I'm like, what am I listening? Holy <laughs> crap! That's right. This is no. What's going on here? Um, I'm. I just want to say that I think on behalf of both of us, like blessed and honored to have been used by God to help 
you find him, dude. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I can't. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing it. Hey, that makes this show worth it, right? Dude, I, I talked to a friend of mine who was thing. like, Chisholm, you realize that that might be the most important thing y'all have ever done. Yeah. Like having the opportunity to influence one person to find Jesus through this dumb show. Mm-hmm. I'm literally getting choked up right about it now about it, and I've got to go. So yeah. God, and, God bless and you, brother. Adam was being Congrats. facetious about the white Christians. It was going back to Joy Reid. So. Well, yeah. not really, because he is a white Christian, and he, right, he's mocking but... the fact that we're all apparently terrorists now, right? Right, so, right, right. right. Anyway, yeah, thank you again for that, John, Jack. I don't know which one you really go by, but uh, we certainly appreciate it, my friend. Yeah. And uh, I imagine it's going to help get us uh, more more listeners, which is always appreciated. So sure. um, that is going to do it for episode 159 of Justified Pursuit. For the good counselor, Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. We will see you guys next week. Go, Jack, and go, Jesus. Go, Lamar. Get Taylor out of here. To go from here around Vision doesn't seem so clear